You ever feel like you're drifting away from God, from the things of God? You're just not spiritually maybe as fresh or as passionate as you once were? What's up with that? Well, Paul talks about that a bit today in Colossians chapter 1. Yeah, this is such a, such a great chapter. And you're listening to Between the Lines. I'm Scott. I'm Junior. And I'll get started uh, with verse 1. This is, yeah, again, great chapter, great book. I think uh, it'll be really beneficial for us. And we're going to go through it twice. Uh, as you know, we get into these smaller New Testament books. We like to repeat these. And that is for your benefit. And, and not not so that you're bored, but uh, there, there's so much in these, so much applicable that we yeah. have in these chapters that we, we never can get enough of it. And I, and I think going through it the second time, you're going to learn so much Second time is a big deal because yeah. you retain 20% of what you hear yeah. if you hear it twice. Wow. You retain 20% of what you hear, if you hear, twice. If you hear it twice. <laughs> I had to repeat so, it. Yeah. All right, verse one. This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus and from our brother Timothy. And so Paul and Timothy were together at this time. He's writing to the Colossians. Now, Timothy, I think at this time, he he had taken a leave to be with Paul, but he had been the pastor of the church in Ephesus. Now, Ephesus is the, very similar to Colossians. They call them sister books, in fact. So, so much of what is in Colossians is also yeah. in Well, Ephesians. I just noticed this right now. This letter is from Paul and Timothy. Yeah. So they're writing this together. So technically, Timothy could be considered a writer of... Yeah, possibly. I mean, I think uh, I think he was probably Paul's what they call an amanuensis. That was the person that actually wrote down the letters. Okay. And uh, but I, I also think that he's passing the baton onto Paul. He did this for a period of time, just like track runners in the relay. They'll be yeah. running alongside each other for a right. while, and I think that's what he's doing with Timothy. He's giving his endorsement and making sure he's using Timothy's name so that he is well accepted by the early church. So we are writing to God's holy people in the city of Colossa, who are faithful brothers and sisters in Christ. May God, our Father, give you grace and peace. We always pray for you, and we give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have heard, for we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all of God's people. And I love that, the fact that he's pointing out their reputation, that they've got a positive reputation and it makes me wonder myself. So what people do talk about us, whether you like it or not, you can get mad when you find out someone's been gossiping about you, but people are talking about you right now. And what they say about you, a lot of it has to do with you. A lot of it, you can choose the kinds of things that they're going to talk about just by the way that you're living and how you're conducting yourself. All right, so we've heard about this, about your faith, which have come from the, your confident hope of what God has reserved for you in heaven. You know that you're going to heaven. You have this, you've had this expectation ever since you first heard the truth of the good news of the gospel. The same good news that came to you is going out all over the world. It is bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives, just as it changed your lives from the day you first heard and understood the truth about God's wonderful grace. You learned about the good news from Epaphras, our beloved co-worker. He is Christ's faithful servant, and he is helping us on your behalf. Now, again, that's that, that's pretty cool. Epaphras gets mentioned there because he's the one that brought the gospel to Colossa. He has told us about the love for others that the Holy Spirit has given you. So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. This, this whole prayer request here is so cool. 
then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. That's what his prayer request is, that you'll have that spiritual wisdom understanding so that the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. That ought to be the purpose in everything that we do. And your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. Remember the fruit of the Spirit. That's in Galatians 5. All the while you will grow as you learn to know God better and better, always knowing him more. We also pray that you will be strengthened with all of his glorious power so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. And we're always better off being in the light. The closer we get to God, the more that light is going to shine on our lives and the more transparent who we really are becomes. So um, he's transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Man, what a great section that was. Why don't you pick it up there in verse 15 then, Junior? Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through, through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else. Now, he's, remember, he's talking about Christ here. So he's yeah. talking about the Messiah, that is Jesus. This is Jesus is the creator is what he's saying. John also said that. It's in John 1. Right. He said nothing was made without him. Which goes against the idea of adoptionism. Yeah, that, that, that Jesus, Jesus was just a man who became yeah. God. Mm-hmm. But no, he was there at creation. He existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. Christ is also the head of the— I, I'm going to stop there again. I know we're taking a lot of breaks here, but I, verse 17, I love verse 17. He holds all things together. I, some versions say, in him all things subsist. Yeah. That is, even on a molecular level. What? In, in fact, Einstein, he spent—you know, Einstein's greatest discoveries came very early in his life. And he spent the vast majority of his life searching for what he called the secret of the universe. And the best way to describe that in lay terms is that, as Einstein said, there, we know there's such thing as gravity. We know that there's such thing as atomic energy, but we don't know how gravity works. We don't know why something of a certain mass has an attraction for other masses. We, don't, we know that we have that energy and what's going on in that atom, but we don't know why those electrons don't just go screaming out, you know, of the, of the atom itself. What is it that holds it all together? And he was searching for that. Well, here we have it. Yeah. It's in him. Well, it reminds me of the, you heard of laminin? So there's this, no. uh, laminin is like a, um, a cellular structure that holds things together Okay, at a cellular level. And I think it's, um, you can look this up on YouTube, but I, I believe it is, uh, who's the guy out of Atlanta again? Um, Passion. Oh, Lies. Louis Giglio. Louis Giglio talks about it. Uh, laminin hold, there's a cellular structure that holds everything together and it's in the shape of a cross. Yeah, I've seen that video. Yeah, yeah. that was that was very interesting. It comes to mind when I read that yep. verse. Verse 18, Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. I love that. He's the head of the church, which is his body. The church is the body of Christ, That's man. Right. That, that means we got to be really careful in the way we, we talk treat about her. the church and the way we treat it. Yep. He is beginning supreme over all who rise from the dead, so he is first in everything. For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He, was, he made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. Hmm. 
This includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ and his physical body. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence, and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. Wow. But you must continue to believe this truth. Stand firmly in it. Don't drift away from the assurance you received when you heard the good news. I think that's what you're referring to. That's right. In the opener that uh, people do drift away. They, I think they lose. It comes out of losing an appreciation yeah. of what God's done for us. Well, and it's also too, it's like you're either moving toward God or you're moving away mm-hmm. and there's never standing, you know, there's no in between. Sometimes we try to do that in between. The good news has been preached all over the world and I, Paul, have been appointed as God's servant to proclaim it. I am glad when I suffer for you in my body, for I am participating in the sufferings of Christ that continue for his body, the church. God has given me the responsibility of serving his church by proclaiming his entire message to you. This message was kept secret for centuries and generations past, but now it has been revealed to God's people. For God wanted them to know that the riches and the glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too, and this is the secret. Christ lives in you. This gives you assurance of sharing his glory. So tell others about Christ warning everyone and teaching everyone in all the wisdom that God has given us. We want to present them to God perfect in their relationship to Christ. That's why I work and struggle so hard, depending on Christ's mighty power that works within me. Great chapter. Colossians 1. Colossians chapter 1. And we're going to get over to Psalms. Great. Psalm 95 and uh, and 96, I believe, is for today. uh, That's what it's saying online here. Yep. Um, so here we have Psalm 95 and 96. I thought I had something set apart that I was going to talk about, but, uh, let's just go over to in Psalm 96, give to the Lord, the glory he deserves, bring your offering and come to worship him. That's the glory that he deserves. That is putting the emphasis on him, lifting him up, bringing honor and just the way we live. But especially then when it comes to worship, being exuberant and genuine and sincere in our corporate worship before him, because that is what he deserves. Yeah. So good. All right. Well, today is National Calendar Day, which sounds Mm. a little weird, but using a calendar is so good. Yeah. I feel like you want a little piece of Junior Nicole's house and relationship. I think the one thing that Nicole and I might argue about the most, I shouldn't say argue about, maybe the most times I get in trouble is when I don't put something in the calendar. <laughs> we get a little to yeah. it, you know, a little uh, little um, calendar overlap, we'll say. You know, it's kind of funny. In, in our family, it's the other way around. Uh, well, I mean, you are your extended family now, but with mom and I, it's the other way around. She doesn't like to write things down. She, yeah. she, she just likes to put it in her head and... I like that I, better too. I'm with her on oh that. Oh man! You know, I tell I, Nicole, it's like we don't every, have to plan everything. It's not just not sexy to put everything in the, a calendar. Uh, Come everything on, everything goes in the calendar. You got everything. Go everything goes in the calendar. People ask me when does when is such and such going? I say I don't know. I won't know until the night before when I look at my calendar and I see what's going on that day. I kind of like <laughs> just figuring out five minutes beforehand. You know, living like a little <laughs> bit of a free spirit. I said you and Nicole are rigid taskmasters with your calendars. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the funny thing is, is you're the, you're the, the minimalist, the neat one. You never yeah, have yeah. anything out of place. Same with mom. But, uh, and I'm not necessarily that way, as you know. But not when, neat? Yeah. Well, you're not that messy. I'm though. not, I'm not messy, but, uh, I, I can sometimes get a little cluttered. 
Yeah. But my cal- and that might be why, because I'm a little cluttered in my head. I've got to have it written down and in front of me where I can look at it. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, so, use a calendar today. Do better than me. Be more like my dad. <laughs> in more ways than just that. We <laughs> <laughs> All right. God bless. It's so good to be with you again. <laughs>